0: And now on the Big MX Radio Podcast, we have the uh, sole proprietor and the big boss, with the hot sauce, over at BC Fit Meals, BC Cafe, uh, down there in California. Will Batante, how's it going?
1: Going good, Brad. How's it going with you?
0: Hey, not doing too bad, man. Uh, we're, we're all getting through this thing together. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus Winnipeg or Camp Manitoba, state of emergency. Don't leave your house for anything other than essential, uh, trips and stuff like that. I think, I believe you guys are in the same scenario, but, uh, and, and that's neither here nor there. We're going to get through all of that, but what's going on at, uh, at BC Fit Meals, man? Every time I, I scroll through Instagram, which lately has been quite often, uh, I see that you guys have, uh, some delicious things going out the door all the time. People must be loving it, uh, given the fact that you can supply them with awesome meals, um, in this time of need, man.
1: Yeah, man, I'm um, I'm super blessed and thankful uh, that we're still able to hold down our shop and supply everyone with their meals. It, I'm super bummed to see that all the people that are struggling and going through losing their jobs, that we're here to support them and we're doing the best we can on our end um, to keep things rocking. All our suppliers are still good, so we're looking good on our end. As, as long as people still want to eat, we're still going to keep cooking.
0: No doubt, like uh, th- this time when uh, a lot of restaurants closed, um, a lot of delivery services not running, and stuff like that. This is a super essential business that you're running right now. Um, so, give people a little bit of uh, more of a, uh, a background to the to the business and some of the, the guys you've worked with in the past. What's BC Fit Meals all about?
1: See, yeah, so I've been uh, in the valley about going on ten years. So we're going to celebrate that later in this year. I've had awesome. my uh... cafe located in marietta that's where i originally started and luckily about six months ago i actually closed the restaurant side it was actually perfect timing not knowing this was coming but i switched over to just uh... grab and go and take out only and we do deliver all the way to orange county san diego and then all of ie and then hopefully l.a will be next Um so that's kinda how we got cracking over here we do um, breakfast lunch and dinner five or seven days a week so you choose which plan fits you best and we have a new menu each week um uh, about four week rotating menu that we'll do with our chefs so that's kind of how how our menus will operate you just choose your plan fits you and we'll always have a variety of meals um we do offer organic juices and snacks now so that's something new you haven't seen um have you seen those on instagram
0: I've seen him on Instagram, and uh, it makes me wish I was better at making uh, that stuff my, for myself. But no, I, I haven't uh, been able to uh, participate. I haven't been down there since uh, 2019.
1: I know. I seen you getting down on all your BC meals, uh, trying to do your prep over there too. Trying to, I, I see that. To. You're inspiring me, man. I appreciate that, bro. It's looking good too. Are, are you feeling better now that you kind of been changing that lifestyle of, of the last year or two?
0: dude complete change last time I seen you I was probably about 205 206 about 23 percent body fat I was in bad shape I had no no uh, no stamina no longevity now I'm down to about 189 about maybe 185 right now feeling lean feeling mean and uh like, as far as just like like you get good fuel in your body your body just feels better it's incredible I love it
1: Damn, that's awesome man. I- I'm super stoked to hear that that, that you actually feel it too, because a lot of people they don't get to feel that energy right away, so they kind of get down on themselves. Yeah. But um, after you get through those first couple weeks or that first month, I feel like that's when you really do start seeing results and seeing everything.
0: Hmm. Absolutely. No. Uh, um. Just. Honestly, like, because I was down there uh, in 2018 and 2019, uh, and you were able to hook up with meals both those years. Um, and honestly, like, because I was down there for the full eight weeks, like, I was able to basically completely change my intake and, and see the benefit from it. And that's why I still do my meal preps, like, basically, kind of almost the same, uh, um, like, turnaround time or like at the same frequency that you used to do yours because i'd pick them up on sundays and wednesdays and that's when i do my meal prep now and I, I stick to a lot of the same similar obviously i'm a whole lot more boring than you are you switch things up a whole lot more than i do uh but uh i try and just um to mix things up remember some of the the recipes that you guys uh, had going on with those with uh, the meals that you were able to supply with me and then uh just kind of go from there but uh you, you, like honestly hats off to you man i don't like like combined it's 16 weeks um, that I was with uh, BC Fit Meals getting hooked up through you two different years and I don't think you sent me home with the same meal more than twice like it was pretty wild it's always good it's always nutritious and uh, I I don't know how you keep doing it but uh, you guys crush it right now it's it's
1: something I do take passion in and I love helping and being around food so it is a super plus that I'm doing what I love that's kind of I feel like I have been successful the last four to five years doing the meal prep, and we we just keep growing each week. So I'm just going to keep doing what I love, and hopefully things just keep rocking on my side.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Where can you go, Go ahead. Or sorry, I
1: was going to say, we have got a couple of new people on board, and uh, I'm trying to step out into L.A. Uh, territory soon, so that'll be a big jump if we do make that move
0: no doubt no doubt absolutely that would be a huge step forward for you uh it's obviously something that's taking like uh, meal prepping in general has has uh really uh, there's a lot more um just attention towards it and action towards it just with people doing it on their own but of course uh people do find it to be a lot very time consuming or they're just not amazing in the kitchen you kind of take care of that um how can people get in touch with you, and uh, can you give us a little bit of a, uh, an insight on uh, what the me- what's on the menu this week?
1: Yeah, for sure. So this week we're serving up, uh, we have 10 different meals. We'll have the first five that people would get on Monday or Sunday, depending on if they're doing a pickup or delivery, but uh, that's. I'll tell you what this uh, first cook's looking like. We have a pasta chicken salad that will be for lunch today. We have a barbecue brisket or barbecue chicken for dinner, depending which plan you're on. And then uh, we have an orange chicken bowl and a beef and turkey chili bowl for the other lunches. And then a turkey meatball marinara pasta. So those would be like your first five meals. You would eat that until Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, we'd be cooking up our seafood, which will be shrimp tacos this week. Awesome. And then we'll have four other meals that follow that
0: all right so now i'm hungry um but seriously dude like it's awesome stuff uh who are some of the guys that you've worked with in the past i know uh, you've worked with the star racing yamaha guys in the past a ton of racers including uh guys like uh, jeremy twitch denberg which about 20 minutes ago thanks to me challenging you to some push-ups i think he's got something to do as well
1: yep i i challenge him so we'll see if he if he takes on a challenge and uh see what he can do, but, uh yeah, thankfully for my partner, uh, Tyler, I know you've got him on a podcast, but Collegiate. he has brought a lot of the, uh, yeah, a lot of the racers on board, so we do have uh, Colt Nichols, Shane McElrath, Shane um, Malcolm Stewart, we still, Twitch is still um rocking deep with us, he's been about two or three years with BC, so it's cool to see that he has backed us for that long, and, um there's a handful others I can't even think off the top of my head, but we're, we're posting them all the time on Instagram, so if, just stay tuned, follow us on Instagram, check out our website, um, our snacks and juices are going to be live soon on our website too, so that's going to be something new that we're going to be offering this year, hopefully people can take advantage of that, um, stay healthy through this time, and kind of do open up their eyes that food and all that stuff does matters to keep your body and your immune system strong, so... It sucks during these tough times. Uh, people got to kind of realize what's important in their life and uh, make that a priority.
0: One hundred percent, my friend. Uh, and you guys certainly do a fantastic job with that. If you're on if you're on your phone right now, you could probably just whip it out and, uh, and go over to bcfitmeals.com. You can go figure out all about how it works. Delivery in your area, pickup location, meal plans—it's uh, all there. Easy to scroll through, and uh, just by looking through it, you're, you're going to feel like you're uh, you're, you're going to be in the right hands as far as your nutrition is considered. Um, over this, uh, not only this this whole situation we're dealing with with uh, the the quarantine and like the obviously, obviously getting through um, uh, COVID. Covid nineteen, but like moving forward and trying to get some uh, some serious uh, fitness gains over the next little while, uh, and moving forward, like that's obviously people are going to be more health conscious than ever uh, in the near future if they're not already. Uh, and this is a great uh, a great way to take a step forward in uh, and taking control of that because you, as well as I know, you've been training like crazy. You're a much bigger individual than I first met you. For three years ago uh pretty slight guy you've been in the gym you're doing some boxing you put some size on and, and the only way you do that is by is obviously some hard work in the gym but all that aside you got to eat right you got to get the right amount of calories in and that's where you guys come in
1: definitely thanks thanks for that brad I appreciate that um but as far as uh, all what you said it, it's d- definitely right on the nail and I just hope people do tune in and kind of listen to this and Hopefully, we help them uh, find their path to do finding a, that healthy lifestyle because, like you said, um, it, once you do learn it and get in the routine, it, it is easy to take on and, and carry it on for the rest of your life.
0: Absolutely. Like, I, I know you, you probably have some success stories over the years, people who have completely turned their life around. Uh, by uh, like not only using uh, Kles- Tyler Klesiak, the, the nutrition anchor, uh, as their uh, nutrition guru, but then also turning to you guys to uh, to get that proper fuel.
1: Definitely. It's cool that uh, I have heard so many stories, and it kind of pushes me to do what I am doing. Um, on top of loving it it, it, it just fires me up to hear like stuff exactly like what you said, where people are losing body fat, or they're gaining muscle, or literally whatever they want to do they can do it if they do follow the numbers and follow the plan that uh we help them reach uh as long as they kind of are mindful of what they're eating and the times and all that it's easy to reach your goals as long as you're uh, kind of have a strong mindset and and you go like 30 days strong just to get in that habit
0: Definitely, absolutely, and I think what a lot of people find is that uh, when it comes to fitness, uh, there's so many things to consider. You start to get overwhelmed, and you don't feel like you can you can't get there. Well, with the with BC Fit Meals, I found the biggest thing for me was basically like because the nutrition is such a big part of it. It basically takes that sort of like the the time and effort and all of the uh, the discipline it takes to get in the in the the, the kitchen, process prep all of the uh, like the, the vegetables and the meats, the proteins, this, that, and the other thing that you're going to be, uh, in your program, uh, you're not having to do all that stuff. You just basically, you, all you have to worry about is what you eat, when you eat it, uh, grab one of those meals, heat it up, whether it's in the frying pan, microwave, they're all, uh, uh um, microwave safe. They're fantastic. And, uh, it puts you in, uh, like basically, uh, takes the guesswork out of it man it frees up a little bit more time so you can take care of the rest of the things in the world because a lot of those people uh a lot of people out there they're like well i I can be in shape or i can be productive but i can't be both uh but in this scenario you really can do both and it's fantastic i hope that people uh call up bc fit meals and uh and and make this thing blow up my friend
1: exactly thanks brad it's cool you said that because it's it's kind of just putting the time and effort into it and it and showing that we, we are pretty much the same price price point as if you are going to go out and uh, go to the grocery store and cook it and do all that time cleaning and cooking and go and do it yourself. We can hook you up at the same price where you can just pop it in, throw it on the stove, and you're ready to go.
0: There you go, my friend. Well, where can people uh, follow along and and, uh, and get inspired by BC Fit Meals on uh, on social media right now?
1: So have them check out um, our Instagram or our Facebook at bcfitmeals.com or um, www.bcfitmeals.com, and you can check out our website and call us if you have any questions.
0: There you go, my friend. Will Batante from BC Fit Meals here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. I appreciate you carving out some time to talk to us today.
1: Thanks, Brad. appreciate you having me on, and I'm uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you out in Cali soon.
0: You betcha, my friend. You have a great one. All right, you too. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code Big MX Radio 15 upon checkout and save 15% off every single one of your orders. You can also go to sickwix.com. Fantastic candles. These things are awesome. Soy candles. We're working on a discount code for them to have uh, throughout the entire calendar. If you were listening to this last week, you would have saved some money with Big MX Twenty Five. That deal is currently done, but we're, we're working on getting something uh, moving forward for the uh, all the way around the calendar. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, a long time friend, a guy that I have battled with on the motocross track and he's also helped uh, dial in a number of my motocross bikes over the years to help them ride better. Um, I think I'm, like, if, if we battled 500 times, we might be, uh, I think I might have beat him 251 times and he beat me um Two hundred and forty nine times, so we give the the edge to me. But either way, he's a great friend and uh, an absolute guru when it comes to uh, the dark art of suspension. James Croods, James, how's it going? Pretty good, yourself. Hey, I'm not doing too bad, my friend. How are uh, How are you doing in these trying times, my friend? I understand that you're heading out to the garage to do some uh, some work on some shocks right now while we uh, perform this podcast.
2: Yeah, it's still uh, staying pretty steady. I think some guys are starting to get that itch to ride, but uh, it's, times will tell on what all happens.
0: Fair enough. The third day of spring here uh, all the way around the globe, but Manitoba uh, Manitoba's starting to get some warmer temperatures. People start to get the itch, and uh, when that happens, usually look at that motorcycle that you've been neglecting for the last three or four months and start to realize that uh, it needed some work at the end of the year, uh, and that usually means suspension. Uh, you, as well as I know, uh, and you've been doing it for a long period of time, uh, more often than not, uh, suspension is something that some people overlook. Some people find it to, to be the most important thing. Um, before we sort of get into uh, your knowledge of uh, of of suspension and all that fun stuff, and, and all of your uh, just that, that deep well of knowledge that you have uh, to help people get their bikes uh, performing the best they can, week in, week out. Uh, where does this um, sickness and this illness go back for you, as far as the uh, the addiction to two wheels, motocross, and uh, and where? At, at what point do uh, the the battle uh, between uh, you and I uh, come in?
2: Well, no, the, the addiction kind of started before I ever rode. I uh, always asked for dirt bikes so I could ride. It's always been something I've been interested in. And then when I was 16, I bought my first bike and I haven't looked back.
0: There you go. started
2: racing when I was 18. I guess I started racing you probably right around the same time and just enjoy the battles, enjoy the fun and something for whatever reason I can't let go.
0: Fair enough. You, you're always a four-stroke guy. Even back at the early, the earliest time I raced you, did you race one tw- like uh, two strokes prior to uh, going to four strokes? Because As far as I remember, uh, 250Fs, 450s, that that was your deal.
2: Yeah, I rode a 250 two-stroke for about a year and then uh, hopped on my first four-stroke and never looked back. It seemed to suit my riding style. And my ability just skyrocketed when I hop on a four-stroke. Um, and yeah, I've never... I bought a 125. Did a 125 build last year. I uh, rode it once for about 10 minutes, and actually can't wait to get a little more time on it. But other than that, four strokes are my thing.
0: There you go. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, like you, you get uh, like the the four stroke easy button is definitely something that you benefited from i first uh, battled you for the first two seasons 0405 on uh, on my kx125 uh tr- trying to uh select the right gear in a six gear transmission is it can be a little bit tricky sometimes uh but uh you you make it look pretty easy um or i made it look pretty easy going around some of the local tracks here in manitoba um I honestly like like. There's a good like probably four or five years where the photos that uh, were taken at the races either by my dad or other photographers around that uh, either you're just ahead of me or I was just ahead of you. It was pretty much an ongoing weekly thing. And even at one point, uh, my handlebar ended up in uh, in the spokes of your wheel. Well, I, I hope uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but I, I, I think hope it was that the it other. I think
2: it was my elbow was in your wheel. I think is what. It okay, ended up the, to. the
0: elbow in my in my wheel. How, how did that turn out? <laughs>
2: Uh, not great for either one of us. It was a hospital no. trip for me and an expensive run for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that was, that wasn't good whatsoever. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're all healed up from that. Uh, I mean, you you raced for a number of years after that, even still, and and you you still ride.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still ride. I still I test all products that I sell. Um, try to be at the track as much as I can, but you know, you know how life is. As life takes over, it's takes a little bit more effort to get out but still i still want it still want to ride uh, i even miss racing and maybe i might do a couple here and there but we'll see how t- what time does
0: well that's one thing that i wanted to talk to you about um like it's in in this this day and age of, of motocross obviously uh uh throughout the mid 2000s we had at least two or three dealers that would come to every single race basically race day service tires uh Everything from tires, tear-offs, umbrellas, and everything else in between that they'd be supplying to the races. Obviously, we had a lot more entries back then, as many as sometimes seven, 800 people showing up uh, to race their motorcycle. Now, uh, those numbers are, are, are a lot smaller. Um, but for the last four or five years, um, I can pretty much spot you from anywhere on the track, especially from my announcing tower, uh, going out. Uh, seeing some of the, whether it be the, some of the top guys that you work with here in Manitoba, pretty much, uh, just about everybody that races in the pro class, uh, has you tune their suspension. But it's, it's same, same goes for, uh, some of the top flight, uh, 80s, 80cc riders as well as some of the kids on the up and coming classes. Uh, that's been a fixture and, uh, something you've put a lot of importance on. Coming to the races, seeing how guys' uh, suspension is working and, uh, and helping them out throughout the day to, uh, sort of shape the way their bike's gonna handle. Uh, not just when they, uh, they show up to your to your your shop for a revalve.
2: Yeah, it's uh, something I that Roy and I started back when I was working for Roy uh, to do trackside support. Which I mean, for me, everything was new, so you know the nerves, everything, and just showing what I can uh, what I can do. But just helping customers understand the importance of bike setup was is a big part of what I do and, and still do. Every weekend at the races and try to hit the practices because guys are a little more lenient to, to make adjustments but I mean in the end with that trackside support uh, when your tuner's at the track you're a lot more confident in what you've got underneath you and it, it's something I don't really, I don't want to get rid of anytime soon that's for sure.
0: No doubt man Like you've been doing that for a long period of time now you're already starting to name drop on me the great Roy Borden, a guy who I've sat across from for about an hour and a half of one of the most fantastic podcasts I've done in his basement. I think you were doing shocks at that time too. Um, the guy has, uh, has done it all, all the way back from the early sixties, uh, racing motocross, flat track and go to California, uh, working with, uh, uh, team Tam back in the day. For those who remember some team Tam days, might have to call Roy up, uh, during, during this whole, uh, fiasco, uh, and, and get some more stories out of the guy. Um, but, uh, like, that—that that is, like, where the, your, the the basis of your knowledge for suspension lies. Obviously, things have, have evolved and developed, and, and you continue to uh, sort of add things to your quiver. But uh, where did you first meet Roy Borton? Uh, how did you end up working for him and, and sort of being a student underneath the guy who, uh, as far as Western Canada goes... He was motocross. He is motocross, to me anyway. Uh, a guy who uh, lived it, supported it. Uh, he promoted races, uh, you name it. But how did, how did you come across this... this uh, um, he's like... A, like um, Almost like a... I don't even know how to explain it. He is absolutely... He is Canadian motocross. To me, he is.
2: Um, I've actually... He used to build all my race bikes. So okay. he did my engines, did my suspension. So he was always doing it. And then there was one which weekend i'm sure you remember of the nationals where it rained friday all day saturday all day and uh sunday they ended up racing the nationals but uh talking with a few people around the pits everything i kind of really got that itch to to stay in the industry um i didn't think my racing career was really coming to an end at the point but wasn't progressing as fast as i was hoping and just wanted to keep going and and follow i guess the dream that everybody has to be in the industry and. I bugged Roy for 2 years, called him every 2 weeks for 2 years to get in and eventually I guess I hounded him enough and we came to uh, a deal that we were both good with, so I signed on with that and uh, the rest is history. Uh, I've been doing it ever since. I was talking with a customer this week, it was I'm on my 14th year of uh doing suspension. So it's not uh it's not that I just started doing this uh, yesterday, it's been Quite a while, and everything I've learned from Roy has been phenomenal. And I've just been trying to progress it more and more every year in, in everything that I've been doing.
0: There you go, my friend. Starting to make me feel old, knowing that it's that it has been that long. Uh, especially considering, uh, I think, yeah, the first time we battle, I was about fourteen years old. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah that's going back. What's that?
2: I said it's dating me too <laughs>
0: yeah no doubt that's wild man um like persistence paid off you're starting to work with roy uh what were some of the essentials and some of the, like those those first day lessons that roy had for you he's pretty blunt he's pretty uh um like he's pretty straightforward what were some of those first lessons that you learned from roy
2: just biggest one was think outside of the box Um, What you see is not necessarily what you get. It's not always the answer to the problem or, uh, you know, what's going on with the motorcycle itself. It's Just because you have one issue with that doesn't mean it fixes the issue somewhere else. Um, The biggest thing is you you need to, if you want it, you need to go for it with the other one. So you just kind of have to chase everything.
0: There you go. So I I guess... Uh, he appreciated your persistence obviously uh, two years worth of uh, biweekly emails or texts or calls or whatever it happened to be uh, certainly showed him that you were uh, you're dedicated to it um, the guy's obviously very hands-on he did a lot of uh, done a lot of work on, on my bikes over the years um, how long was it before you started to feel a real sense of mastery when it comes to uh, getting into uh, obviously, motocross shocks and and, uh front suspension stuff like that but you also worked on some really obscure stuff uh which you had to start like you said start to get creative with uh with how you guys uh you guys made bushings and you made seals uh that like obviously for stuff that like certain parts are just not available you had to basically fab something up what was that process like for you
2: it was different um you definitely have to be kind of be a jack of all trades or know how to search out your product to uh to fix certain situations um but yeah it's with the new stuff it's not so bad the older stuff even now like you get into the 2000 stuff some of the parts are not available anymore and you just kind of have to know your knowledge um the knowledge that roy had was and still has is phenomenal um for me it's taken time it's take it took before I was really comfortable doing a lot of stuff on my own it was a few years I mean it's it's not something you learn overnight I mean you revolve you get your specs you you try to understand it but the true understanding takes years of of learning and and the more the more I learn the more I want to test and see what's different and see what uh, the testers we use out of the California what they're using and why they didn't try this or why they they did but they didn't stick with it and it it's amazing what And how little changes a motorcycle and you're trying to get that to a customer in a one-time deal because most guys don't want to return it to to fix it or to make it better than what it already is it kind of takes a little bit of coaxing sometimes but it's yeah you're just trying to make an overall good package that guys get and they're happy with first time out and that's where I come in when I'm at the track is to really help fine-tune with guys that are unsure on how to get that maximum performance out of the suspension.
0: For sure, obviously suspension is a whole lot more adjustable than 99% of riders ever touch it uh, So that actually does provide you with quite a, a challenge to uh, basically take into account the, the uh, suggestions or the requirements of that particular rider Whether it be weight, speed, uh, ability uh, on, on two wheels uh, to give them something that's going to perform well in most conditions obviously you send me uh, whether it be my KTM 252 stroke or one of my one of my other cowies um, and set it up so that it's going to go well say at, at Grunthal, which is one of our, uh, our one of the softer dirts uh, that we have it does get hard packed by the end of the day but like the reality is is what works well at the beginning of the day isn't even gonna work the same by the end of the day much less if I head out to uh, a hunts sand pits and do something completely different um, like in, in addition to setting up the motorcycle for basically uh, that initial great performance right off the hop um, do you also send off send away like sort of like a uh, sort of a uh, a printout as to how people should um, uh, make adjustments, because people should make adjustments of suspension uh, throughout the day, not even just ride to ride.
2: Yeah, like there should be, I, I mean, being on my own now, I have not had a sheet printed out yet um, where I've worked before, such as FXR or ROYS. Yes, we had a sheet, um, explanations on what to do for certain scenarios. Um, right now what I do is I just make sure the customer's understand and call, text me any time of the day. Whether you're in the States, and Canada, out for a ride, I can help you set up your bike with any questions through text or a phone call. So that's what I've been doing right now. I do have to get a sheet all printed up and ready to go, but um, yeah, adjustments are huge. Um, if you're not adjusting your bike, you're not getting maximum performance out of what you paid for, whether it's from myself, uh, Factory Connection, Joe Skid, um, you name it. Um, we try to do everything in a one-time shot, but there's still adjustment there. That's the reason why you have clickers in the front and back, and there's uh, 20 of them or more or less, depending on the manufacturer that you're riding. So it's big. There, The amount of adjustment is uh, – it, it, you can't even explain how much adjustment is there.
0: Absolutely, there's, there's uh, the dark art of su- suspension, as they call it. A lot of people have no idea. So, how do you educate people? How do you um, educate people in getting the like getting their attention on the importance of getting their bike set up? Obviously, suspension work and most uh, performance work on motocross bikes not cheap whatsoever. But how do you get people? To uh, to understand the benefits of having their suspension tuned properly, uh, so they can make a more informed decision when they uh, when they approach you to uh, to get the thing working well. And uh, you did mention uh, 2000 stuff becoming more and more difficult to find to find and work on. Uh, I do have a 2004 KX125 that you're familiar with that uh, that needs some suspension work in the front because uh, I think that uh, something's loose in there. Yeah, I, I, I come out and uh, work this out with you, my friend.
2: Oh don't worry about that. We I still have the knowledge to get those suckers running. So Perfect. bring her by when you're ready.
0: We um, you got lots of time.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what was your question again? I got lost when we were talking about your kid. oh how do you, How
0: do you get people to see the value and educate them on understanding the, what really can be achieved through uh, um working like getting suspension upgrades you know what i mean like it's a performance piece obviously some top flight suspension obviously most people are going to use uh stock components for the most part but uh the the internals does get more expensive as things go along and the work isn't cheap either you don't and of course for those who uh, don't know you like when you're working with a tradesperson like james you're not paying for his time you're, you're paying for his experience and experience is something that you're long on um so how do you get people to uh to invest in that
2: um, well, I start with explaining the benefits. Typically, I can tell a guy what's wrong with his bike just by asking what his weight and riding ability is, and then he pretty much says, yeah. From there, I explain how important springs are, and not just your main springs. You have ICS springs. You have your main spring in the front. You have a high-speed spring in the rear. Uh, most manufacturers now are coming out with a fairly soft one, so, I mean, that's not as popular of a change anymore. Um, and then the main spring in the rear, Um if you're not bottoming out once or twice a lap, chances are your suspension's too stiff. Um, you know, kind of go through stuff like that, and then it's watch your pros and talk to your pros. Talk to guys that you know that have had their suspension done. Ride a bike that's close to being set up for you, and see the difference between the bikes. Um, some guys take a little more coaxing than others, but I mean, once they get that uh, that ride on a bike that's actually set up, whether it's set up for them or not, but it's it's close to what they need it's they just can't believe the difference um so really without getting a guy on a bike to truly show him the difference he'll never truly understand and luckily with manitoba everybody here knows everybody so to hey do you know this guy they're like yeah hey see if he'll let you ride his bike most of the guys are no problem take it for a slaps and his mind is blown at how much better that bike works over his stock bike that he hasn't done anything with
0: for sure, absolutely. i felt it myself. Obviously, uh, I'm about 190 pounds on a on KX250. Uh, this uh, this is a number of years ago. I was talking to Roy. I'm like, I need to get this thing uh, tuned up properly. wasn't performing the way I wanted it to. Wouldn't always wanted to climb out of ruts. You guys uh, were able to stiff. Actually, yeah, you guys were able to stiffen up uh, up, up for me, and uh, and it almost like night and day difference as far as uh the, the way the bike handled throughout the ruts i was really impressed with it uh and then you were able to come out i believe we went out to Grunthal uh later that year and uh, we were able to get even better to the point where uh, i really was able to start that was probably the fastest I've ever ridden was back in this was back in 2015 i think uh it was one of my best summers uh it was a good year but uh um when it, when it comes time to, uh, to working with riders, what is your favorite part about uh, tuning in the motorcycle and seeing literally seeing the, the, the lap time start to drop as they become more comfortable on the machine?
2: All of it. Um, that's kind of what I love doing. That's why I love doing suspension. Just seeing how surprised the rider is on how much better it gets, um, how impressed he is with himself at how faster he's getting, how he can hit the line he wants without having to worry about how rough it's going to be because he knows his bike's going to soak it up and it's going to take it and if he decides to huck a huge jump it's still going to handle that big hit Um, just that alone seeing the progression of the riders uh, whether it's a you know an 80 rider a junior uh, beginner or pro I mean you can see guys that I work with um, I've taken a couple guys that typically ride at the back of the pack in a pro class and I've got them mean, we do have some fast Manitobans, but you know, they're finishing in the top five every weekend to the top three, depending who shows up, which is just shows the ability of what I can do. And if you're willing to put the time in how good a bike can actually get. 100%.
0: 100%. Now, uh, you, you, like you said, you've been doing this for a long period of time. Uh, suspension has changed for uh, quite a bit, uh, in that time. Uh, for a little while there, uh, air suspension was huge, moved away from it at other times. Uh, what, what's your main philosophy, uh, when it comes to, uh, like tuning in the suspension properly for each rider that comes, uh, comes through your door?
2: What do you mean philosophy? Like, like yeah. what, what's
0: like what's the um like what's the methodology of basically approaching how you basically um set each bike up for like say like like obviously you're you're bringing in like sort of the information about their their weight their speed their ability um but like what's sort of uh, your way of approaching how to uh, get somebody into the right uh, suspension package uh, and knowing what's right for them
2: i 'm um, just talking to them honestly, If you have a conversation like we are, and we just kind of shoot the shit and and talk. you get a good vibe from the rider of what he 's looking for what uh like you said it 's not cheap, so I mean what he kind of wants to spend, what the best direction for him to go is uh, i mean springs are are cheap compared to what you look at for a revalve and all the other fancy stuff that goes into building suspensions, so typically, if a guy you can kind of tell like he wants something better but he can't really necessarily want to afford it or he doesn't want to because he doesn't know you i try to sell him on a set of springs um just to get that bike to settle and work uh better than what it already was because most stock bikes aren't working for the guy that has it anyway um and then once he's on that spring set uh tuning the bike when you meet him at the track or he asks you to come out for a test day and you go and help him out after that everything else um i mean it it, it just kind of sells itself in a way like the, the revalve, he'll understand the, the benefits of the revalve, he understands the benefits of certain performance parts that I have tested with guys or myself that improve the package of uh, a custom revalve per rider
0: Fair enough. So what's on what's on the workbench right now? Uh, You'd mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, maybe right before we hit the uh, record button, that the orders were still coming in. Uh, you're receiving work all the time, getting people ready for the summer. Um, what's what's on the workbench right now?
2: It's a WP rear shock off of a 252
0: stroke. 252 stroke. Like so, like you just have my my bike in, is is in your shop right now? Is that what you're saying? uh not quite but close <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, very familiar I, I like I said I do have to come out and see you if uh, if social distancing rules are allowed um, like uh, how, how how available are you? Through uh, um, the the months to come, how do people get in touch with you to uh, to make sure that they can get uh, their suspension out to you? And uh, how, how quick's the turnaround as far as uh, like you're able to get something in? Uh, you get this, the, the the parts ordered, everything's ready to go, and you, you're sending things back for people to put some time on.
2: Um, well, you can get a hold of me on my cell 771 seven seven one zero eight four four area code two zero four. Um, you can check me out on Instagram. I currently have a Facebook page I just started and I set myself up on Google so if you search James Crude Suspension it'll pop up there. Um, As for turnaround right now, it's about four days-ish before I look at your stuff. It's a little backed up in here. Plus I work a day job so most of the stuff's being done in the evening. Parts uh, with everything that's going on are still available at the moment. I do stock uh, most seals bushings all the common stuff that are for everything today Uh, some of the older stuff I don't stock but is typically only a few days away Um, currently I'm not stocking springs um, and as of the 27th springs are all on hold at the moment Um, there are places locally where I can purchase so I will do so until they're out of stock Um, but other than that most stuff I keep in, in stock like if it's a A well-selling item it's here Um, and I keep it in enough quantity that it's not sold out tomorrow unless all of a sudden I get six or seven sets of suspension but there's enough that typically it's always in stock it's ready to go so in a non-peak time you're out two days two to three days it's back sometimes sooner all depends on on the jobs what happens what's needed Uh, what the guy before you is getting done uh, every job is different Uh, some jobs uh, like a revolve uh, takes a full day, sometimes longer, depending what the customer asked for. So it's it's just uh, getting it in and getting it in line so that you're not waiting too long or getting it in before the snow
0: melts. There you go, my friend. Well, hopefully uh, that turnaround time becomes even quicker. As uh, I would assume that after this podcast, you're going to be so inundated with orders that you'll be able to completely uh, remove yourself from that uh, that part that uh, daytime job and go full suspension. All the time, um, and what would that mean to you to be able to do suspension full time all the time? I know you did uh, that with uh, with FXR for uh, for a, a while there. It was at least two or two or three years, uh, three if years, not longer. longer. Yeah, and um, and then um, now you find yourself on your own again. Uh, you basically working and doing it. Um, how how awesome would it be to get back to that where you're uh, basically a sole proprietor, doing it on your own, and uh, and able to basically uh, just have enough work to uh, to be doing suspension around the clock?
2: I'd say it's a dream come true. Everything I've ever worked for, every all this time, the the long days, the 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 weeks and months of everything that I put in to get done would be it'd be awesome. I always want to do more testing, do that, I mean that would free up more time for that because I can get all the work done during the day, go ride in the evenings, get some more testing in and be able to build better product for the customer.
0: There you go. So you, you, you do accept orders, uh, from not just here in, in Winnipeg. Uh, you have the ability to, uh, ship and receive from pretty, pretty much all over the world. Um, obviously, uh, shipping right now may be a little bit slower with all this bullshit that's going on with, uh, COVID-19. Um, yeah. but, uh, you do have the ability, whether this person's listening, uh, is in, uh, is in, I, we have listeners from California, Texas, Australia, over in the UK. Uh, someone sends you their, uh, uh, specifications and uh, and the hardware necessary, you can do the work, can't you? I sure can,
2: it doesn't matter where you live in the world, it can all get done right here I uh, have access to absolutely everything needed, everything that you see the factory guys that have I actually have two bikes here, unfortunately due to COVID-19, they're going to be sitting a while but uh, just factory coatings, It's it's not something that we can't do, we can definitely do it, it's just cost for everybody, so not everybody does it but whatever you're looking for, we can do
0: so you, you do the DLC coatings as well, or, or what is it that you do?
2: Yeah, we do, uh, we send out for DLC coatings, we send out for TIE Nitride, so right now I've got a bike uh, waiting for a blue uh, rainbow, and I have a Yamaha waiting for a purple rainbow that will end up on the fork tubes and the shock shaft.
0: Ooh, that's that. that that's just, not only does it, it looks factory, it performs well. What is, what is the, the benefit of going with those coatings?
2: the benefit of going with the coatings is they are slicker and they are harder than the chrome that comes factory. Now at a certain level, is it beneficial? Not really, but I mean, it looks cool, but I mean, as you get faster, you want, uh, you know, sticking with the air forks was a big thing. So I mean, there's certain coatings or certain things you can do to help relieve that. Um, Kawasaki did, there was a huge difference between the Suzuki and the Kawasaki, uh, due to the Kawasaki having the DLC. Um, but yeah, like they're, they are up and above what already comes stock, but the price to go up to that and will you notice that slicker feeling or the longevity of it, is, it's hard to say depending on how long you keep your bikes for.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you find there's a lot of guys who keep they'll uh, um, they'll keep their suspension going from one bike to the next, especially on uh, on models that are, are very similar one year to the next. Maybe keep a bike as uh, uh, like give it some practice suspension. How how readily available is getting some of this, that stuff uh, um, like available and like actually uh, like on a on a regular basis.
2: It's actually starting to become fairly common. Guys are dumping, you know, a couple thousand dollars into their suspension, and they don't want to do it every year if they're replacing their bike. So, um, what they're doing is they're just switching it over to the new one as long as it fits. It's not a practice that we've all kind of grown up with or seen, but the way things are now, and the cost of bikes are going up, the cost of everything is going up. Um, I'm sure after this COVID-19, you're going to see lots more changes on lots of things. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's a common thing. If you're willing to invest and you're sticking with that brand, chances are the amount of money that you stick into your suspension will fit in that bike that's two years newer that you want to switch to if you're switching every two years or if you're switching every year um, and so forth.
0: Fair enough. Uh, one thing you don't see a lot of in the states, uh, you see a little bit more in the in the UK and whatnot, is uh, taking different suspension brands and taking them onto different uh, manufacturers. You see some guys uh, riding Kawasaki, Yamaha with WP suspension on there. Um, like, do you see a fair bit of that? Like, obviously, I don't think you see that too much here in Manitoba, but uh, you see a few guys going with Olin stuff. Of course, you worked uh, very. Uh, close with that stuff. Working with FXR, um, what, what's what? What would be the benefit of going away from the suspension manufacturer that's basically designed with that motorcycle in mind? Like I've, I've always had the thought of like, okay, uh, if I, if if Kawasaki is designed with KYB or Showa suspension, uh, I might want to like continue going that route because everything else has been a pre-engineered to go that way. Why is that wrong? Well
2: it's really not all pre-engineered to go with that chassis it's it's what the manufacturer of the motor, motorcycle has chosen to purchase to put on i mean any brand can fit on any bike it, it doesn't matter like my 2001 cr125 has 2012 kx250f single-sided suspension on it and it works phenomenal it, there's no difference um, the flex characteristics are going to change due to the tube sizes the shock is updated. Compared to the older shock, so how it flows, the piston, uh, the high speed adjuster, you know, certain things change, certain things make the machine sometimes work better. If you're putting, uh, I mean, you see a lot of uh, WP on, I guess, some Yamaha's, I've seen it, and I mean, really any manufacturer. It's just, it's all designed to, to work with any bike, it's a suspension is suspension it's it doesn't know what it's on it's just it needs to be designed to work for that motorcycle so whether you stock or aftermarket if it's not designed for for you or built for you it's kind of a waste of time it's like taking your stock stuff and just riding it so if you spend 10 grand on you know an a kit or you spend uh i don't remember what the Olins cost but you spend all that money but if you don't set it up for yourself you're kind of just buying yourself the second set of suspensions
0: there you go. Well, I I, I don't think that that's uh, something that is in my budget right now. Um, but uh, certainly, if you're going to go to the the trouble of getting your suspension done, whether you get uh, a brand new manufacturer all ordered up and ready to rip, or you're just getting your uh, your stock stuffed, revalved, or even just your oil and and uh, and bushing changed, um, you need to go ahead and, and, and go go to the trouble of setting this stuff up. You're you're just doing yourself a discredit and you're a disservice by not doing so. How cost how often do you see people doing exactly that
2: all, all the time too, too much <laughs> too much um guys buy it they ride it i mean we have a top a few top 80 guys here in manitoba but i mean you're switching bikes so much it's they don't want to put money into it to get it to work better but you know that rider could benefit from just springs just put springs in it and that rider would end up end up benefiting from it um and just every rider in general like month of guys i go to the track and and i see how they're riding and watching what they're doing and knowing that there's a bike problem and they're complaining and you're trying to help them set up but i mean you can only do so much if the bike's not set up it's technically just a band-aid fix and yeah it feels better because it's different than what they've been running but in the end it's it has not fixed the problem itself where the bike is either too stiff or too soft
0: yeah exactly that like you you need to be changing things uh, on a regular basis just as the track changes all the time uh riding conditions change uh like what if if the the track is hard and slick in the afternoon and then it has a downpour and there's mud everywhere the bike's not going to handle the same that's just the way it is um so like from from that standpoint um like do you offer any type of education to people who uh like they don't really know a whole lot of suspension uh about suspension but they come to you they get the uh, basically a complete uh rebuild tip to tail that they, they, they want to know their suspension uh do you have the ability to pass on that knowledge i know obviously uh, ha- having it and working with it is one thing being able to explain it and uh, and pass it on is another when it comes to uh, helping people uh sort of uh dial things in because the 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 suspension is kind of a language in and of itself.
2: Yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at it. I mean, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, you talk to a guy and you explain it, and you try to make it as simple as possible because they're not going to understand certain terms and and most people are grateful on how it's explained and they have a little bit of a greater feel on on what they're doing now. I mean, they, and most guys still get lost, but I mean it's it's it's, it's an understanding if you kind of have to play with it to understand in a sense. But uh, I can explain it, in my opinion, fairly well. Um, most guys in, like how I explain it out. But in the end, if you still get lost, you still get frustrated, and you forget what was explained to you, and then you're back to square one, a motorcycle that doesn't work. So most guys text, or if they have small questions, just want to make sure they're making the right adjustment. And, I mean, during the summer, my phone... I don't think it ever stops ringing in in that sense, or even now when guys down, well, I guess not now because they're not in the States, but... That's a good problem. Just, yeah, just simple questions, which is fine. Like, I always tell every customer that when their stuff is done and explain what's going on, if you have any questions, just shoot me a text, whether you're at the track or you want to give me a call because you got a question, you're not sure what to do, or you got this problem and you need it fixed, and most of that stuff I can do over the phone.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And sometimes you're doing you're doing uh, shocks while you're doing a podcast, multitasking, my That's friend. Right. But That's uh, right. so I, I do need to let you get back to that, my friend. It's really important that uh, you get that stuff out so that people can get that throttle therapy. My question to you is: as the the weather's starting to get warmer here, we're knocking on the on the the, the door of April. Um, First of all, when can I bring over this, uh, this, this KX125? Uh, I think I pretty much need you to go through the thing tip to tail and make sure that the, the thing is, uh, absolutely optimal, uh, rolling into the season. Cause I do plan on riding it a fair bit. And when are, when are we going to get the first opportunity to, uh, twist the throttle, my, uh, together, my friend? I do plan on, uh, uh, practicing social distancing, uh, as I leave you in my desk, though.
2: Yeah, I'm sure, but I don't know who's leaving who in the dust. I'd figure Oh-ho, I'd go be out front. They <laughs> <baby. laughs> uh, um,
0: I don't know. We're gonna find off. that. We're gonna find out. We have to like uh, To be a whole, uh, it'll be a reason to get a GoPro in and of itself. It's just to so see how the thing would uh, unfold out. So, uh, oh, yeah, but, uh, for sure. yeah. When when when, I, when drop, can I bring the one two five over? Uh, yeah.
2: Whenever, whatever works for you. Um, uh, currently, because I do work during the day, I mean you're you're welcome to drop off if it's just a suspension. I have a drop off bin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to drop in off in the evening when uh, when I'm home, when you want to chat, um, yeah, pretty much any evening, it it Fantastic. doesn't really matter. Shoot me a text and let me know you're coming.
0: There you We need to work on that, my friend. Uh, I would be absolutely thrilled. Um, but yeah, I'll let you de- definitely get back to it. Last time, before I let you go here on the Big MX radio podcast brought to you by MedTerra CBD, where can people find more information about uh, James Crude's suspension? Uh, follow you on, on uh, social media so they can follow along and see what you guys got going on uh, in the shop on a regular basis. I know you do an amazing job over there. Where can people find out more information and contact you directly through that cell phone of yours? Uh,
2: cell phone number is 204 204-771-0844. My Instagram, I gotta remember what it is here, is JK Suspension three uh, eleven. You can follow me there. I have uh, Facebook, and I'm also on Google uh, JamesCruddSuspension Well, actually, not an email yet, but it's JamesCruddSuspension. If you search it up on Google.
0: There you go, James Crute's suspension. Uh, the guy does fantastic work. If you're not already following along and uh, and getting this guy to dial in your motorcycle, you need to go do so. Uh, I'm li- I'm talking to Ron Dog right now. I'm talking to Jonesy down in Australia. I'm talking to Darkside in uh, down in Texas. Uh, I know you guys got lots of time unbolt your suspension from your motorcycle send it to james uh i'm talking to garrett rockley as well i know you got a ton of bikes down there they all need suspension work uh you you know that's the case my friend uh so go send it off to james the guy will dial you in and then everyone can get that much better throttle therapy when the time comes for us to come out of our houses and go exactly that james i'll let you get back to the rest of your your day my friend i really appreciate the time
2: yeah, no, I appreciate the podcast. It's uh, pretty neat.
0: Absolutely. You do not hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.